We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. All right, we welcome in Tim Fitzgerald. So happy that Tim could take time out of his busy day of trolling Oklahoma and Texas fans on social media. Um, Tim, th- thanks for the time. I know it's been a busy time for you. Yeah, I, I know. I've taken up a hobby. Uh, yeah, I've stopped. I, I've, I've stopped. I, I think uh, my point was proven, even though they didn't get it. But anyhow, uh, it's an off week for K-State. It's an off week for me. Um and I'm going to watch a lot of football this weekend. Are you watching KU Oklahoma? Is that where your most attention is? Oh, Nine and a half points. Actually, I mean, that's that's a it's an interesting game. It is. I I picked KU to win outright, um, even with the backup quarterback. I, I I don't think Oklahoma is all there. <clears throat> I think we've seen over the last three games Oklahoma steadily uh, disintegrate. K State kind of started the process. I, it just jumps out at me that TCU players said it looked like the Oklahoma guys didn't even want to play once they fell behind. And that looked obvious against Texas in the 49 to nothing game. <clears throat> I don't see how Brett Venables gets them back together in the course of one week. And I think KU is a lot better than some people thought. Maybe they're mid-level in this conference, but I still think they win this game. Fitz, I got to ask you a simple question. Going back to last weekend, how weird was Ames, Iowa? on Saturday night? They got great fans, uh, but it's always a little bit off kilter up there. There's just always something a little strange about things. And, uh, you know, know, the fact that they worship a bridge now, they build a $12 million pedestrian bridge, which actually, when you see it in person, you could understand the price tag, why it costs that much. I don't know why they spent that much on a pedestrian bridge, but uh, they're, they're awfully proud of it. But, to get out of Ames with a night game um, and victory is rare. This was the first time in the regular season the Cyclones have lost in their all-black jerseys. So uh, that is also exceedingly rare. They lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game wearing those. But um, it's, a, it's a really different atmosphere, but they are great fans up there. They really are. I, I, I saw Chris Kleiman after the game react the way that he did. And he was like visibly ecstatic that they won that game. And I get it, right? It was ugly. Uh, They had plenty of opportunities to lose that game, but they didn't. And despite the way it was played, I mean, I think most of us sort of felt the same way Kleiman did. And it was, 
Like, we got out of here. Like, let, get on the bus and let's go. Like, weird is an understatement. I mean, you had you had fumbles on breakaway plays that are uncharacteristic. K-State's top two defenders, what was it? It was like the first two plays defensively, each of them leave the field. Yeah. Like, you could tell right away it was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be one of those games. Yet, right. unlike Good. Tulane, K-State got out of there. Yeah, and that brings you right into, do they win this game without that Tulane losing performance? Do, do they learn a lesson in there? And um, I, I also like to contrast what happened to Iowa State at Kansas where they had those things go wrong. They had little things that, you know, set them back, and they couldn't find a way to win. And then a week later, someone came into their place, had things go wrong, and did find a way to win. Uh, so that's going to be very frustrating for the Iowa State football camp that they're now 0-3 in the conference, while K-State is 3-0, and 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 that's what the two teams look like together on the field. But, man, when you know how to win close games or, or you tend to lose close games, this happens. And Matt Campbell's history at Iowa State is he's lost a lot of close games, which I think is odd considering um, how you know respected he is in, in certain circles. So uh, getting out of there with a victory, look, K-State does get an off week, but then they go to TCU – next week and guys that means three out of four on the road to open big 12 play that's a steep hill um and k-state's three and oh with the potential being four and oh and if they can do that uh they will really kind of be in the driver's seat yeah we know that iowa state's defensive strategy has been to stop the run and and they did a pretty good job at that bottling up deuce vaughn uh on on saturday night and really dared adrian martinez to beat the Cyclones with his arm. He was 12 and 19, 246, one touchdown. He had a couple of home run balls to, um, you know, Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks and that fumble on the goal line, you know, probably uh, definitely should have been another touchdown for Martinez through the air. How do you feel about Martinez's overall development? We saw him able to beat the Cyclones with his arm on Saturday night. Yeah, this was very interesting because I agreed with the statement. I was just kind of amazed he said it. Chris Kleiman said, I don't care what the stats indicate. This was Adrian Martinez's best game as a quarterback here. Because it was one of those leadership things that doesn't show up with the stats. One of those, you know, kind of determined leader playing through his own injuries because he was pretty beaten up that game. Finding a way to pick up key first downs even when they had a backup running back in. Um, I thought it was a really gutsy performance for Adrian overcoming that fumble finding a way to get down the field to kick the field goal that ended up being the game-winning points. He's really uh, kind of come into his own, and he's going to have to be really good and stay healthy on the back half of the season. And um, K-State could have a very special season, but this is that was exactly why they brought him in. The, at the end of the day, the two defenses were really good. Both offenses struggled. Special teams was kind of neutral, kind of a tie. I, I think it came down to the leadership and play of the two quarterbacks a sophomore for Iowa State in his first year of starting that got honestly pretty rattled at times in that game and Adrian Martinez who stayed pretty cool calm and collected throughout most of the contest so I I think uh, we saw exactly why they wanted Adrian Martinez in Manhattan when he shouldered the load too I mean to to your point like he knew and it was clear that he had to be the guy and he went out and he and he embraced that which Seems like growth from what we saw early in the year. That's good. Uh, the other, you know, 
superstar on that offense, Deuce Vaughn. Are we in a situation where this could not be a better timed bye week? How healthy is he? Because we see we've seen him hobbled now a few times. Yeah, that too was interesting. Chris Klein got into injuries quite a bit on Tuesday at his press conference, which, you know, as you guys know, covering Kansas State, you spent a lifetime not hearing much about injuries at all. Um, you know, he was pretty honest. He said they're really beaten up after that game. Not that it was a dirty game. It was just an incredibly physical, defensive-driven game. And that they would have had a number of key players have to miss this weekend's game if they had played. And I think that includes Deuce Vaughn because he was pretty clear he was not available to come back into the game on Saturday night in Ames once he got hurt. And they had to go with DJ Giddens, the registered freshman, who played extremely well. Uh, and he went on to say that it looks like as of now, the only player in doubt from those injuries for TCU would be Khalid Duke. Uh, but the fact that he might be able to go indicates to me that it's soft tissue, it's a fold muscle or something, uh, and not structural. So they got out of that game battered and bruised, but not no severe injuries. And they're very thankful to have this off week so they can heal up. Yeah, you mentioned uh, getting an, an opportunity to, to rest a little bit and get some of these guys healthy during the bye week. After that, the schedule is really tough, and the Big 12 is solid. TCU, 13 in the country. Uh, then after that, the the Cowboys at Oklahoma State come into Manhattan, and then the Longhorns. It's a big three-week stretch, and actually longer than that after the bye week is over with. How do you feel overall about where the, uh, the, the schedule lands and sort of where the Wildcats are in their progression right now? Yeah, it's everyone's going to have these stretches in the conference this year, and KU doesn't help the situation at all since they're pretty darn good this year. But this is an amazing stretch. You know, even though you've gone to Oklahoma um, already, you've gone to Iowa State already and had Texas Tech in between, uh, that looks like an easy stretch compared to what you're about to face, and that's incredible. Uh, and that's even with the down Baylor team in you know four weeks out that, that uh, I think is still going to have a lot to say in the Big 12. But, yeah, this is we're going to find out about this team. We're going to find out about the state of this program over this stretch. Uh, you know, certainly in the next two weeks, if Kansas State can find a way to win um, against those ranked opponents that are ahead of them or near them uh, in the rankings, but uh, behind them right now in the standings for the Big 12, that will set the tone. I mean, that will put them in the absolute driver's seat. Uh, before finishing up at West Virginia and back for Kansas State um, or for Kansas at K-State on Thanksgiving weekend. What What's fascinating is by starting three out of four on the road in conference play in the year when you only have four at home, I mean, you do finish with three out of five at home, which is the opposite of what Kansas is facing, four out of six on the road here. Um, so, it's, it's you know, you've got to take care of your home field. And it's ironic that their one loss is not only a non-conference loss to a team you thought they would beat, but at home. Uh, so that just tells you everything you need to know about this season. You better come prepared to play absolutely everyone on that schedule. Yeah, TCU and Oklahoma State, the next two, they play each other this week. That becomes yeah. one of, if not the top game of the weekend. It's certainly in the conversation. I, I don't know who I'd give the nod out of those two teams. I still think I lean OSU. I, I've thought that, you know, coming in, they were the favorite. I, I don't think they've done anything to dissuade that from me. Um, that looks like it's going to be a great game this weekend. Do you have a lean on that? Or, or who do you think has been the best team in the Big 12 so far? 
uh, it's a fascinating weekend in the conference with, you know, not just the, the pairings, but, you know, the odds makers. You know, they've got uh, Oklahoma, a four-point underdog at TTU, and um, I think that's the wrong favorite. I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, excuse me, Oklahoma State is the best team in this conference right now. Um, and uh, I, I'm not fully sold on TCU. I think they're very good. I think they're upper half of this conference. They showed that at Kansas, but I, I'm just worried that that defense won't hold up in compared to the other defenses we've seen in this conference. Uh, so uh, that is a very interesting game to me. I have Oklahoma State winning that game straight up also on the road. Um, so I, I think uh, it's it's really fascinating how the odds fell this weekend. As an aside, Iowa State, you know, Texas is favored by 17 points. Uh, if that offense can score on that Iowa State defense enough points to win by 17, Texas is really good. So um, it's it's going to be a really interesting week to see how these games play out. Yeah, it, I, I agree with you. Texas, and I didn't know about Texas until Oklahoma, and I still don't know what to make of that game because we don't know what to think about Oklahoma. But, yeah. I mean, I there's I think there's a world where Baylor plays themselves back into the mix for sure here. I mean, in reality, I think you can count out West Virginia, and I think at this point you can count out Oklahoma, and now you can count out, on, count out Iowa State. But I think of the remaining teams, it should not surprise us when any of those remaining teams play each other, who wins those games, right? Like, it, it could go either way, no matter which team plays which team of those other teams not mentioned. It's going to be, you know, not a, not a toss-up or a coin flip, but pretty dang close to it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, the way these this conference lines up this year, it's really going to be about individual matchups, about two teams fit together as much as the strength of, you know, overall strength of a particular team. That's what makes it such a challenge. You you might have a game where you're clearly the superior team, but, you know, your opponent's able to execute things that give you particular specific problems. That's really what happened in the Tulane game. They did such a good job of tackling and staying um, true to their assignments on defense that it just frustrated Kansas State all, all game. And that's going to happen again. You know, throughout the league, and and that type, exactly that type of performance, Iowa State is capable of putting out there. If they can put up 17 points on an opponent, they can win that game with that defense. So I think Iowa State still will be able to influence this a little bit. But you're right; it's this conference is breaking off now into, you know, maybe an upper echelon uh, that you know is about four teams, but they also uh, clearly have a bottom echelon right now because. Those those teams are really struggling. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald, K State Insider, mm-hmm. GoPowerCat.com to find all the great content. And I, I I'll finish with this because it's just sort of more of a college football observation. And this has always been my issue at at its core with college football and the way it determines its champion is you almost you know it's almost a self inflicted wound to have a really good league in a year like this where I do mm-hmm. think there are. Five, not just good teams in the league, but good teams in general, they're going to beat each other up. And there's essentially no chance then that any of them are going to play in, you know, the final four. Maybe if OSU or TCU can run it off and finish unbeaten. That's really the only shot, though, and that seems so unlikely. But it's it's such a strong league this year, and that almost hurts the league. Whereas in other years when the league was down, but like Oklahoma was really good, Right, Oklahoma can sort of coast through and get in. 
that's not the way it should be. Like we should, we should reward conferences for being this tough and good Lord. Could we please get conference champions into a playoff? Yeah, you're exactly right. You're right about all that. Um, And that's why I think, um, you know, a 12 team playoff is going to really change the change things in certain years, you know, for the most part, Right now, a 12-team playoff just makes more people feel good, which has great value. To be able to say you've consistently made the playoff uh, will mean something in college football that we've consistently been a top-12 team doesn't state. <clears throat> so it, that that will be helpful. But I, I had a speaking engagement yesterday, and I brought up the 2003 Wildcats that went through a really bad phase with injuries and you know absences of key players. But by the end of the season, they were able to beat Oklahoma to win the Big 12 championship. I, I sit here and wonder what that team would look like in a expanded playoff as, you know, probably like a six or seven seed. Uh, that would have been a team nobody would have wanted to mess with after they just beat Oklahoma, which, you know, may I remind you, still got into the national championship game after getting their, you know what, handed to them on, in the Big 12 title game. Um, you know, that's, that's an expression of uh, brand privilege right there. And and also how good K-State could have been in an expanded playoff format way back when. So I'm looking forward to the expansion of the playoff because you're right. Uh, champions belong in, uh, just like the NCAA tournament, and maybe we'll get some underdogs that are allowed in and, you know, possibly play. And, and that'll, I think that'll add a lot of flavor to what, you know, we, we call our college football playoff. And, and it's counterintuitive to American sports to not allow teams that get better as the season goes on to have a chance to prove that, yeah, we may, may may not have been the best team in week one, but we think we're the best team in week 12. But if you screw up in week one, you yeah. don't even get the opportunity. It makes zero sense, and I can't believe we've allowed it for so long. But I, I hopefully it will change anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll steer back from that. It's a game week next week. It's TCU. Uh, what kind of things do you guys have coming up at Go Power Cat before we get into that game next Saturday? Well, we're doing a lot of uh, of our daily delivery videos and podcasts this week. We've got two editions of our questions podcast. We actually did two editions of our post-game podcast. Um, once I got back and was able to connect with our, our football analyst, Brian Hanley, a former offensive lineman for the Cats. So we've got a number of podcasts up and, you know, some really fun coverage. We've got a story up right now about uh, Skylar Thompson, starting for the Dolphins and the fact that Chris Kleiman has four quarterbacks that uh, he coached uh, at some point uh, in the NFL uh, able to start. So that's just really impressive, too. And uh, lots of coverage at Go Powercat. Just go check it out. All right. Tim Fitzgerald, we appreciate it. You can find Tim on Twitter, of course, Go Powercat. Let's do this again next week ahead of what will become the biggest game on K-State's schedule. Here's something to mull after I'm gone. If K-State runs the table, does that Tulane loss cost them a chance at the football playoff? Yes, it will. And that mm-hmm. sucks. Would it cost Oklahoma the same thing? Uh, if it was against Tulane, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Yep. The, the problem is it there will be go. against Tulane. No matter what Tulane does the rest of the year, yeah. the problem is that it came against Tulane. You're right. You're exactly right. All right, Tim. Thank you. We appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, boys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. 
Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.